want to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. NBA Finals is here. It's May 31st. Jay, my brother over there to six. How you doing, my brother? You know, I'm doing great. Finals is here. Uh, Going to be a great matchup. Got it. Got a, got a returning guest on to talk, talk these finals through talks to ins and outs. This is, this is going to be a wild one, Jay. You know I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Oh, yeah, Jay. I'm happy that you're feeling good. I'm happy that you're feeling great. And like you said, Jay, we have a guest that we've seen on the show before, a a familiar name, a familiar face, our guy, Shaba from the Big Shot Pod. My guy, how you doing? I'm doing good. I wish it was the Mavs in the finals, but I'm still doing good. I'm excited for what we're about to watch. Yes, And I'm always excited to talk with you guys, so. Yes, sir, man. Well, we are happy to have you. We are happy to have you on, my guy. Um, I'm sure Jay. I'm sure Jay isn't. It, it, it doesn't wish that the Mavs were in the finals, but <laughs> but that's exactly why we have both here. Shava, our Mavericks guy. Jay, our Warriors guy, and me. I'm just here. So, <laughs> guys, um, like 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 I said, this is NBA Finals time. A very exciting time. Um, on this episode, we're just gonna really just preview. Um, uh, have a the preview of the finals talk about some things that we're, we're looking out for have this be a lot more of a of a debate style episode we're each gonna give our uh, our take and who we got and why and for whatever many reasons but before we get into all that and before we even talk about all that jay my brother can you set the stage for us for for those for those that have been busy jay there's a, there's people who work nine to fives every day you know what i'm saying they ain't got time to just sit there and watch all these games and they're wondering how have the Celtics and the Warriors gotten here? How did he get here? Jay, can you, can, can you explain us? Let's break it down. Let's, let's talk about, number one, to me, one of the most thrilling matchups and entertaining matchups that we've seen in NBA, in NBA Finals in a while. Um, I think this is one of those pick-em-style pick matchups. It could go either way. If you said the Celtics and whatever games, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. If you said the Warriors and whatever games, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Because both of these teams are so evenly matched. Some of the best defensive teams in the league, some of the most powerful offensive teams in the NBA. So great matchup, star power, Jason Tatum, Stephen Curry. Um, One rising star, one guy who's been there before, Jalen Brown, um, Marcus Smart, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson and pool party all those guys in the in the nba finals man i'm, I'm excited not only a warrior fan basketball fan just all around but the, for, through this through this through the tape let's talk about that and both of these teams first of all this is an interesting matchup because both both of the top three players on both of these teams were all dra- all drafted and homegrown talent so jason tatum drafted by the boston celtics jalen brown Another star drafted by the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart drafted by the Boston Celtics. You flip it to the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, we know Stephen Curry drafted by the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson drafted by the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green in a steal in the second round drafted by the Golden State Warriors. So two, both teams, homegrown talent just shows you that the game is changing, man. This this is great because it shows like you can draft your talent. You don't have to build a super team and you can still be in the NBA finals. So I love that between both of these teams. So let's get into the numbers um, for the Warriors in the, in the regular season, 53 
Um, 53 wins, 29 losses. A lot of that to do is with injury, whatever you want to call it. They got Clay Thompson back halfway through the season and they're uh, 12 and four in the, in the playoffs. So they've, they've had a kind of an easier route, you know, beat Denver in the first round in five games um, in the conference finals, beat Memphis in six games. And in the conference, uh, in the conference finals, excuse me, in the conference semifinals, they beat Memphis in six games. Conference finals, they beat Dallas in five games. A, a team who likes to get up and down the court, um, 98.4 in pace, which is fifth in the league. Offensive rating, the best statistically, 116 points um, per game in the offensive rating, uh, which equals the best in the league. Defensive rating, another great, like I mentioned, a great defensive team. Um, with, with six in defensive rating and a net rating of number two in the league. Um, so efficiently, they, they've been some of the best. And at home is where the, their record is. They're nine at home, haven't lost at all in, in the playoffs at home. Who knows, that might change. This is a well-oiled um, Boston team who has won big key games on the road. Most recently, we saw what they did in game seven against Miami. So is that is that bound to change? It might change. To be honest, I, I have the Warriors of this day right now losing one of the first two games at home. Um, we flip it over to the Celtics and the last last stats I'll put up about them. They're 12 and six. So also a good record in the playoffs, although the last two series um, we saw them once against the, the defending champions, Milwaukee Bucks. They went took them to seven, one in game seven at home and then on the road. Obviously, I just talked about in Miami, game seven, they were able to take care of business in South Beach. The tail of the tape for them, you could say they played, you know, the Warriors took out in the first round. They took out the MVP, two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. And in the second round, we saw that, you know, they played three games against John, two and one in those games. And then they take Luka Doncic, which some believe, and arguably you can make a case who was the best player in the playoffs up to that point. And he certainly had been playing. Um, and you flip it to the Celtics, they've had an extremely tough record, obviously, maybe even, to be honest, the, the hardest route, knocking off Kevin Durant, one-time NBA, uh, one NBA MVP, two-time NBA champion, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time NBA MVP as well, one-time NBA champion, and then most recently, the Miami Heat, Heat culture, you know what they do. They're seventh in pace, 95 a game. So they like to get up and down the floor as well. You know, they got scores. They got slashers. We saw what they did in uh, game seven against Miami. With that change of pace, they're able to beat Miami in transition. I think they're going to be able to, to, at some points, they might go small and match um, the Warriors' small ball lineups as well and play Grant Williams and one big of either Al Horford or Robert Williams. Um, offensive rating 111 so they're they're up there too which is equals eighth in the league defensive rating 105 which is second uh which is second so like i said defense 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 is probably going to be the recipe for one of these teams and net rating one plus 6.7 man so you can see by these numbers fellas this is going to be a serious matchup man they're they're nearly identical in every category like consistently man so had to run those the tail of the tape die before we start this up yes sir jay and i and, and we appreciate that jay because that was just all all the information that we needed if, if basically look if you haven't been watching all the season just listen to those the, to those couple of minutes and you will understand exactly why the celtics and the warriors are the last two teams left in this great nba season so we thank you for that jay that uh, amazing amazing uh breakdown of that 
And um and yes, guys. So now we are here, May third, May thirty first. We got NBA Finals uh, to start Game One on Thursday, uh, ju- uh, Thursday, June first. So be be very be real excited about that. June second, be 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 real excited about that. Um, but like how we said in the beginning, guys, we gonna this is a debate episode. We're gonna run through our picks. We're gonna run through who we got and why we got. And as you guys know, I could like how we've been doing on this show for some time. Me and Jay, you know, we're, we're constantly on the pod, but it, it, we don't matter. The guests matter. The, the, the family matters. So Shava, we want you to go first, Shava. Lay out your who you got reasonings and, and why. Okay, so looking at the Celtics and Warriors, this is actually probably the hardest decision I've had to make because they are so close in so many ways i mean both teams are such a um defensive threat for whoever they go up against and we've seen that um throughout the playoffs i mean and another thing the warriors have so much experience it's crazy um but this boston team is really young and i feel like they've gotten a lot of the experience that they need they've gotten it here in these playoffs um like you said uh justin um you know, the Celtics, they went through Kevin Durant, they went through Giannis, they went through Jimmy Butler. So that's, that's a lot of challenges. And they obviously won them. The Warriors haven't had um, that much of a challenge. Um, I think Memphis was probably their hardest. Uh, And then John Morant went out. um, So that wasn't a long series. Um, Now, another thing is that the Warriors, they're stacked, okay, they have a really deep team. Um, I mean, we saw it in the last um, in the last round, the Celtics playing the Mavs, the Mavs, they had a seven man rotation. The Warriors were so deep into their bench. I mean, James Wiseman still isn't playing. Uh, they get Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. They got so many guys that they can just throw in so many, uh, so much versatility. I mean, think of, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, how athletic he is. He can go up against, um, you know, a lot of these, um, Celtics players, um, but look, the Celtics were 11th in the East in January and something happened where they just flipped the script and, um, you know, now they're in the final. So it's the greatest, probably the greatest in season turnaround. Um, but what it's going to come down to for the Warriors, they need consistent Clay Thompson. He needs to hit shot. They need um, the very last game where Clay played against the Warriors or against the Mavs in the conference finals. That's the Clay they need. Okay. Curry's going to do Curry things. Draymond's going to do Draymond things. So it's really all up to these role players. Um, I think Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody are going to actually play quite a bit um, because, like I said, these Celtics are pretty young. Um, the main guys, anyways, and Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Uh, now, a big thing is that one thing the Celtics have is that they're big. Okay, the Warriors aren't that big. Um so they're going to have to play a lot of Bielitsa, uh, Kevon Looney. Um, and obviously they're going to have to go up against Robert Williams, Al Horford, who are bigger and stronger. Um, so this is going to be an interesting one. Um, but looking at it, I just can't, I just can't pick against the Warriors. Um, the only time I did pick against them was last round against the Mavs. Um, but the Warriors, they, they're just so tough. They never look nervous. Um, And one thing about the Celtics is, like I said, they don't have as much experience, but 
this playoff has been a roller coaster for the Celtics. One game, they look incredible. The other game, they're getting blown out. So you never really know what you're going to get, but you do know that they're going to compete. Um, but yeah, uh, home teams are six and nine in the last 15, um, 15 games here. And the Boston is really good on the better on the road, really, I would say. Um, so it's, I don't know if you would say it's an advantage that it's a home court advantage for the Warriors, um, but the Celtics feel comfortable on the road. So that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, coming down to it, I'm going to have to pick the Warriors. Steph Curry, I think, is ultimately going to step up. And, um, you know, everyone praises the Celtics defense, but the Warriors is just as, they're just as efficient defensively. Um, and they have so much shooting. Um, you know, there's just so many ways that the Warriors can attack you. Um, and another, I almost forgot about this. Another thing, the Warriors, I think a big thing that they have to do is pressure uh, the Celtics. The Celtics don't have a lot of ball handlers. Um, so that's what really they need to do. They need to pressure. I think they need to do a full court pressure, uh, get in their head, make them uh, frustrated with the ball, um, force them into making bad decisions. And I think that that is ultimately what the Warriors are going to have to do. And I think that that's a big part of the formula that they're going to need. But an interesting thing as well is that since Steve Kerr has been uh, head coach for the Warriors, the Celtics are the only team with a winning percentage against the Warriors, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have a rookie head coach, Anima Udoka, who has been absolutely incredible. Um, he has obviously instilled a mental toughness into these uh, Celtics. I think in previous years, we would have seen them kind of collapse. Um, but this year, they have been professional in every way. Um, they have been believers since the beginning. Um, so I think that this is going to be a really fun finals. I think it's going to be a seven game series. I mean, I think it's appropriate for it to be a game seven, uh, because the Celtics have gone to two game sevens already in these playoffs. Um, so I think it's going to be really fun, a whole lot of shooting. Uh, I think it's going to be really physical. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the Warriors on this. Okay. Okay. And, and Shava, how many, I mean, so you said seven, so gonna you think Warriors in seven? Yeah. Got you. Got you. Okay. Six okay. So six, sh- I'm going to say six or seven, but because the Celtics were so tough and they just don't give up, I'm going to give them an extra game, but ultimately I think it's going to go down to the Warriors, but I think that this is the one series. Well, there was an, uh, the Celtics and Nets was pretty close, but I think this is going to be the closest series here um in the entire playoffs because these teams are so well matched up i'm really excited for this for this series hey jay let me let, let me let me ask you something because shaba shaba said shaba said six or seven jay let me ask you something what, what do we not do over here on the clutch talk podcast jay okay we can't, you can't be on the fence shaba what is it six or seven months? i'm gonna go i'm gonna go seven seven okay seven <laughs> all right all right all right seven okay you, all right I love it. I love it. So, all right, Shava. So, Shava's got Warriors in seven. seven. You heard it. You heard it here on Wax. Uh, so, all right. So, and, I'm go. And real quick, real quick, just to um, because I talked about experience. The finals experience. The Warriors, Warriors players combined, they have 123 games played in the finals. The Celtics zero. So the Warriors have an advantage from that perspective for sure 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that, and that it, Jay honestly put it perfect at the top of the podcast. He said, if you put, if you go Celtics, I wouldn't blame you. If you go Warriors, I wouldn't blame you. So absolutely, man, that, um, uh, that, 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 that Warriors team is a, a great team and, and, you know, they get getting ready to getting ready to gear up again against the Celtics. And I totally understand, um, Warriors, Warriors in seven, although, although that's where I think that you are wrong i have i agree with you with the seven game series because two great teams two great defensive minded teams uh, also two great teams that have an endless amount of offensive firepower so i agree that's going to go seven but i got i got celtics and seven and here's why so number one number one reason to me is the Celtics length, the Celtics ha- just have extreme length on both ends. I mean, Shabby, you, you said it when, when you were talking about the Warriors. I mean, it's no secret that the Warriors struggle against those long, lengthy, long, lengthy teams. And the Celtics are exactly that. They got tons of length and especially they got a lot of length at that guard position. I'm not talking just, just big Rob, uh, just big Rob and big Al down there. I'm talking about even just all around at that guard position with, with Derek Wright, uh, Marcus Smart, the, the defensive player of the year. Grant Williams, um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all players who are going to be guarding these, who are going to be guarding on these, these warrior guards. So I, you know, when I think of, when I think of Stephen Curry, when I think of Jordan Poole, two guards who are extremely shifty, quick, but the one thing that they do uh, at, at times, actually, I'm not going to say that they struggle against, but all defenders, what they try to do against Curry, against, against Poole, they try to just out physical them, just be way too physical with them and make them and make Curry and Poole really feel them on both ends. And I think, I think that that's exactly what those, uh, those big guards for the Celtics are going to do. You know, they're going to be physical when, when guarding Curry and on the other end, they're really going to make Curry and Poole work to get them tired, right? Make them work, make them work on both ends. And that's, that's actually something that, in my opinion, was like for the Warriors, what like the Celtics, like just from the Warriors' perspective, was probably the 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 worst of versus the uh, Celtics and Heat uh, option. I would I would think I think that the hmm. Celtics would be the worst because you know the Warriors are usually a really good a really good team at being able to hide Curry, being able to hide Poole on defense because I mean it's no 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 secret they're not the greatest on ball defenders and Curry's gotten a lot a lot better. And Poole just doesn't have that. I just I think he just doesn't have that that understanding of the game that Curry had. Like I mean, Curry used to be a, a bad defender when he was young, uh, a lot younger in his in his career. But as he got older, he became a little bit more of a uh, a decent defender, right? Like like people say about with Luca, like Luca, like he just needs to play a little bit of defense, like three, four, or five seconds of defense. That's exactly what 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 Stephen Curry learned to do. Um, but what I think against the Celtics is there's going to be no hiding because everybody on that court on the Celtics team causes a mismatch to, to, to the point where Curry or Poole is just going to get like outweighed out physical. And the length is really, is, is really going to get to them. And I also think, you know, when we're talking about the length, I think that the Celtics length is going to allow them to be able to run a multitude of lineups would they, if they, if they want to switch, they can switch. They run a, they run, want to run a big lineup with, with big Rob and big out on there. They can do that. Or like how Jay said, they can switch it up to the small lineup and run and run a lineup with, with, with Grant Williams out there. And then, if you if you want to just go the traditional style, the Celtics do have have Big Al, Big Rob down there, and right now currently players who are sh- who are being guarded by uh by by Robert Williams are shooting a negative uh, minus six percent of their of the original uh sh- of original shooting uh, sh- shooting percentage. 
but I'm not even talking just for, I'm not even talking just for defense. I also think that big Rob, big Al, and just the Celtics length is going to help them on the offensive rebounding. I mean, uh, Kavon Looney, man, goaded. He has in two different series now been the, been, uh, again, I'm not going to say the sole reason, but a very big reason why the Warriors were able to make that, make that next jump over to the next series. And that's that rebounding. I don't know if Kevon Looney can I'm not I'm not going to doubt him because I've doubted him the last two series and he's proved me wrong. But I don't know if he can hold up big Rob and big and, and big out on there all, all all to him, man. So to me, on 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 my side of things, I just think that the, the Celtics have too many too, too, too many different options they can they, they can play small if the Warriors want to play small. They can play big, which I don't think the Warriors can necessarily play. And another reason is I mean you kind of talked about it Shaba uh is that I don't I just don't really feel like the Warriors have been have been really fully tested yet I mean first round they got a a uh Jokic and only Jokic second round three games of Ja third round really Luka and only Luka uh and then while, while on the other hand I just think that the confidence that the Celtics got from knocking out KD Kyrie Giannis and and I get it no no Chris Middleton but that's still your your um your 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 reigning champion so I just think that that confidence that they get it, it, from 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 be- beating all those teams has just, has just been huge and then this is this is a point that I'm kind of as I as I close here uh, I want to I want to talk about the Warriors' experience and yes the Warriors have a lot of experience but. I'm talking backs against the wall, right? Um, the only players on that team who know what it's like to, because again, I don't feel like they've been tested throughout this, this playoff series. I don't think that they've had their backs against the wall. They, uh, um, they've been, they've been favorited or been, fa- been facing a team that they're most likely realistically, realistically not going to beat them. So I, I looked at it. I looked at, let's look at the Warriors experience and who, which of these players actually do have experience having their backs against the wall in a playoff setting, in a final setting, the only players on that team that do is Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and Andre Iguodala. Everybody else on that team has no deep playoff experience, has no finals experience. And I just think that I think that when it comes into finals, when 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 you got thousands and thousands and thousands of people yelling down down your <laughs> down your throat, uh, uh, all all of this, I think that. There's a lot of things that go out of the window. And I think that for these young, some of these young guys, some of those things are going to go out the window. And I, and I kind of think to that, that 2020 uh, bubble year, right? I don't think that the Miami Heat, if it, if it wasn't a bubble, that they would have made it to the championship. Because I, again, I, I think you take a young kid, I think Tyler Hero was like 1920 at that time. You take a young kid like Tyler Hero and you throw him in NBA finals in Los Angeles or on anywhere. Now, who doesn't matter who they were playing. Bro, he is not playing at that same level. He was instead he was in a, in playing rec, playing pickup like how he's played his whole life, man. Uh, so that's 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 just what I think. That I think some of these young guys are some of these stuff's gonna go out the window. And lastly, man, I just I I, I we know about the Celtics is, is uh, away record. They can play away. They they're, they're they're not just a team that wins at home, and they've won the last six of seven games in Golden State. So with all that being said. I got worried. I, I got Celtics in seven. Yeah, this is this is going to be a series. Um, this is going to be a series for the ages, well, regardless of, of the outcome. Uh, real quick, I have a question for both of you. So I was thinking when I was looking at this matchup, and I was trying to think of who is who is the most 
key player for both teams. And I was looking at it and I don't know what you guys think, but for me, I would say for the Warriors, I think it's going to have to be Andrew Wiggins. I think he's going to have to really step up and be the Andrew Wiggins that we saw against the Mavs um, because he's really the guy who has to be on uh, Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum has just absolutely exploded this season. I mean, he's been so good. Um, so Andrew Wiggins has to be all over him. Um, and for the Celtics, I'm going to have to say Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart has a really good history of going up against Steph Curry. So I think that um, I think that he's going to be probably the most important. Him and I would actually say um, Al Horford for the Celtics. So when I was looking at that, I was wondering, what do you guys think? Who is the guy for – it doesn't necessarily – obviously Curry is the best guy and Tatum is the best guy. But who is the most key important player for each team in your guys' mind? I mean, I think I, I whoever think it's, wants Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I think it's really a, a, a no brainer on the Celtics side. I think it's definitely got to be Marcus Smart um, guarding the you know, Curry and all these great guards. And I think on the Warrior side, you 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 hit it on the head, man. It's got to be Andrew Wiggins. When we've, we've said it multiple times on this pod, when he is there, the Warriors genuinely have that fourth all-star superstar player on their team that takes them to a, a, a whole nother level. And which is why I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm assuming my brother Jay has the Warriors winning this series, Jay, right? So if, if that's the case, brother, talk to me. And, and then I'll also if you answer that X factor question too. Yeah. Let, let me start off by saying that the X factor, I think it's, I think it's, I'm going to switch it up and say for the Celtics, I believe in this series, the Warriors are one of the best teams. Yes, the Celtics are a switching team. They're one of the best switch. They switch the most, actually, percentage-wise, out of all the teams in the NBA. They pride themselves on switching and be able to, being able to guard one through five. And, yes, I agree that. On the switch to, to the Warriors, what are they good at doing? They see multiple times that players, they want, they want to switch on to Stephen Curry, whether it be offensively or defensive, they want – so Boston's going to do that and expect that. But I see on that, the flip side on Boston, I think that might hurt them, them having the ability with their two big men and Robert Williams and Al Horford. I don't think that's their best lineup. I believe their best lineup is one of those two bigs on and Grant Williams. I think the play of Grant Williams, when they, when their, their ability, like I said earlier, when their ability to play small ball and have Grant Williams at the four or the five. I think that's when they're at their best. That's why I think Grant Williams is going to be huge. He has to stay out of foul trouble. He has to be able to stay on the floor, defend without fouling because he can, he's, he's a Draymond light in my opinion. I, I don't, I'm not going to say he's, he can build himself into that player. Eventually he's definitely not on that level yet, but he reminds me a lot of a young Draymond and that he can guard one through five, offensively he's starting to see those reads he's making better plays and he's been able to actually shoot the ball or maybe shoot the ball like a young Draymond um, as we saw because <laughs> Draymond certainly can't shoot it like that anymore after his uh his shoulder he, injuries but he did against the Mavs <laughs> three pointers. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean but I mean you're not what I say is a reliable three-point shot yeah. like you're you need him to shake, take those shots in the in the flow of a game. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not. I'm, we're not relying on Draymond to knock down threes. Let's be real here. Um, but on the on the flip side, I think Otto Porter is going to be the X factor for, for the for the Warriors. Um, him coming back, he's got to be. He's got to be able to stay healthy. 
Um, but I think if they, they're able to play small, he's another, he's six, eight, six, nine, um, can bang with those guys like Porter and then his ability to stretch the floor as well, because you add him into that lineup, you take Looney off the floor. His, he, what, what is he doing great against uh, Dallas? You saw Shaba again, the series before that against Memphis, they were able to put on Otto Porter um, in that series. Cause number one, he, like I said, he can stretch the floor. He can knock down shots. He's a mid range, great mid range shooter and he can rebound and he's a good defender as well, a serviceable defender. So Otto Porter going to be huge for the dubs. Um, if they want to pull this out, but let me talk about the series, man. And th- th- this, this, this was tough. Like, obviously I got, I, it wasn't for me. I, I think regardless, you talked about experience Shaba regardless I, I, I just see these two opponents. Boston's had a great, great run. They've had a great to get here. They built that scar tissue in this playoffs. But what I saw from Boston, as, as talented they are, arguably the most talented team in, in the, left in the playoffs throughout this playoffs, but I saw inconsistency throughout this, throughout this playoffs. I saw, number one, I saw they took care of business against Brooklyn. But I saw in that in that Milwaukee series, they could have ended that in five. They could have ended that in six. But it went all the way to seven because, number one, their true point guard, a guy they rely on, Marcus Smart, who has improved his playmaking. He's improved his decision making, his shots. But there's times where we see the Marcus Smart of old. And I, when I see that, I see a team who's, who lacks a true number one floor general point guard. We saw Kemba couldn't get it done. Kyrie couldn't get it done. But I still see this Boston Celtics team. And I don't I see guys who can get get down the lane, who can create Marcus Smart. Like I said, he's improved his ability, but I don't see a true floor general on on that side of uh, side of that things. And then defensively, best. Absolutely. The best team that the Warriors have seen. Um, in terms of, I already mentioned, they're switching their ability, their length. That's going to be a problem. They, you saw the Warriors struggle with that against Memphis. But what are, what are the teams that the Boston Celtics have played in number in rounds one, two, and three all pride themselves on? What do they do best? Kyrie and Kevin Durant, the best isolation players on the planet. So what is Boston good at? They're good at switching. One through five, they can switch. And absolutely, can they guard? Can Marcus Smart guard one-on-one Kyrie for, for some possessions? Yes. Can Jason Tatum guard Kevin Durant for, for, for some possessions and then switch on to Grant Williams? He gets him for some positions? Absolutely, yes. That's what Boston's good at. So they're able to get down, down to an undermanned team who lacks shooter, who lacked continuity, a team who hadn't played with each other. Um, throughout that whole season, a Brooklyn team who just wasn't a Brooklyn, who wasn't really a team, let's be honest. They were able to get them done. Flip it to the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champions. What do they do well? What does what is, what is Giannis do? He's a great isolation scorer. Um, who are they missing? They're missing Chris Middleton, who was their best um, pick and roll ball closer. Score, yeah, they're closer. They're missing that dude. So what, what, is, what is Milwaukee? They're able to get they were able to get it down against this Milwaukee team who had more weapons with Drew Holiday, with with better role players, who guys who built that scar tissue. And I'm going to talk about scar tissue a little bit more when it comes to the experience of the Warriors and what I mean by the definition of scar scar tissue and building that up and that experience, that championship experience, being there and done that. But. So I'll talk about more about Milwaukee. They were able to shut them down, but they struggled times. That's why I talk about experience and times where they could have closed it out in five. 
but they weren't able to do that because there was times when when Marcus Smart had an opportunity to get a great shot and he settled for it okay to a bad shot because he there there's that inconsistency that inexperience of a first year coach sometimes getting out out coached to be honest and then I'm gonna talk about the last series a team an undermanned team and I, I not to not to mention Boston struggled with their injuries as well. Like they they've been in and out. Robert Williams been in and out. Marcus Smart's been in and out. But and then last series, Miami Heat, a team, Kyle Lowry, not 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 amused, not his usual self, not the player that that in 2019 won that NBA championship. Dude is the dude is flopping all around the court, man. Him and Marcus Smart, honestly, the biggest floppers in the league. That was that was hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie, that game seven. But um when I saw in this team, you see a Jimmy Butler, who uh, a player who is an isolation bucket, but that's one player. So Boston, what were they able to do? They are able to lock in on 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 one player, shut him down. They're able to switch. They're able to attack um, Max Struess on the defensive end. So you're giving that up, giving that up on the defensive end. But an isolation team at best. Um, and an isolation player who can't even score at three levels. Let's be, be honest. Jimmy Butler is not a he's not a Giannis. He's not uh, he, he doesn't he he doesn't have that capabilities to get down the hole like that. But yes, he can he can score one through two. So I see those three ways, those those paths that the Celtics were able to get there. And boy, have they not seen a team with the weapons that the Golden State Warriors have. Number one the best shooter of all time in Stephen Curry, the second best shooter of all time in Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole. We've seen what he's come down inconsistent. I, 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 I would definitely say Jordan Poole is inconsistent, but if out of those three players, if two or, or one of them's on, you have Andrew Wiggins, you have those supplemental scoring that you talked about, Shaba, that the depth of the Warriors and Moses Moody, and Otto Porter Jr. and GP2, who's coming back, another versatile defender who's going to be huge for the Warriors. Um, Draymond Green, he can get down the hole. And if he's aggressive, I, I really see that Boston's going to be able to switch, yes, but they, there's just too many weapons offensively. And then add into the mix, I think if they, that Warriors are able to win the rebounding battle, which we've seen from Andrew Wiggins, who stepped up, who's been arguably, like you said, the best player for the Warriors throughout this run. You look at Kavon Looney, who's turned into, I mean, uh, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know, man. The dude's just been on another level, man. So you look at all the all the depth, and I just think it's going to be a tough defensive battle. Um, it's going to come down to experience and scar tissue. 2015, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals. This was the first Finals for Stephen Curry. This was the first Finals for Klay Thompson, for Draymond Green. Andre Iguodala, they got it done there, albeit an undermanned um, Cavaliers team. You push that to 2016. What kills you doesn't make you stronger. They blew a 3-1 lead. And you remember this as a, as a competitor. I, you, sometimes it, you have to lose to win. And I think all these experiences, you bring in KD, you're able to win two with him. You, 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 now you won two straight. You have all the injuries that you did in 2019. Clay Thompson, he remembers getting knocked out in game six. When if you think, and although as a competitor, you're thinking you win game six, you go back to Toronto, maybe you have a chance in game seven. All those losses, all those losses come down, come back 
to winning because sometimes you got to lose to win. You build that scar tissue. You, you, you're, you're a bodybuilder. You're building that scar tissue in the weight room. You got to get stronger and it only makes you stronger. And I think all those experiences, yes, Boston's had their run. They've gotten the game sevens, but they don't have the experience that the Warriors have had through losing and understanding that those losses can turn into wins. And I think that experience alone, albeit their top three players, you know, all along, John, I know you talked about it, that other players don't have it, but you know, as soon as Jordan Poole, and he's even talked about it, as soon as he came into the league, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Kavon Looney, he, he's played in, he's played in the NBA. This is his biggest role, but all these guys, you know, as soon as they walk in the door, they're learning about, so how did you win that NBA championship? What, what work does it take in to, to win an NBA title? They're, they're learning throughout this process and it's made them be ready for this exact moment. And I think that alone with Steve Kerr at the helm, I wanted to, I wanted to say, I wanted to say warriors in five, but I'm not going to disrespect the, 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 what Boston has got to. I don't think if it goes to game six, I think Boston's at home. They might be able to pull that out. So I'm going to respectfully say Warriors in seven uh, for, for all those reasons, man. So so I got Warriors in seven. Wow. Um, boy, oh, boy. Guys, this th- this is going to be just one of those grinded out series. Uh, man, I mean, we, we have the offensive firepower of the Warriors. We have the defensive uh, versatility of the Celtics, man. It's just to, to uh, uh, the, the best of the best of its class, man. But my guy, Shaba, what's up? What, what are you about to say? Um, yeah, I just wanted to follow up because we talked about uh, Marcus Smart. Um, well, they also got Derek White at the trade deadline, and he has been huge for them because, like I said before, they don't have much ball handling. So he's – him and Marcus Smart are pretty – and Tatum, obviously, are there – and a little bit of Jalen Brown are there – pretty much their only ball handlers, but Derek white also brings defense. Check this out in um, Derek white in the whole series against the heat. Again, when he was defending Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, Max Struess, and Duncan Robinson, those were all 188 possessions. They only scored nine points on them. Uh, he had, uh, he forced seven turnovers. He had six block shots. Um, so he's, he's a really good defender as well. So he's really underrated. So I think that he's also going to be a little bit of an X factor for the Celtics. Um, But the Celtics are a really good defensive team, but the Warriors are a completely different animal uh, when it comes to defending them, because they are constantly moving. They're constantly weaving in and out of players. Curry, you know, gives the ball to pool. And then when, one second he's over here, the other second he's over there. So he's always moving. And that's a really, when you look at the Warriors, that is something that you often forget. Like for, for instance, my Mavs in the conference finals, we, that was like a gut punch. (laughs) You know, we went in confident. We were one of the best defensive teams, but against the Warriors, we were just completely outmatched because of mostly just that ball movement. So that makes a huge, huge um, difference. Um, And also I liked something that Jay said, the Celtics, they really haven't. um, If you think about it, they really haven't played teams who have a lot of um, scoring options. Um, the Nets, they had obviously Kevin Durant and Kyrie, who were amazing. But outside of that, they didn't really have much consistency scoring-wise. Um, the 
Bucks. They didn't have Chris Middleton, obviously, who's their best uh, closer, obviously, after Giannis. Uh, even though Chris Middleton is the closer um, over Giannis, I would say. Um, and then against the Heat, who the Heat we just saw throughout that whole series, that they just did not – they had the defense. They just didn't have the offense. Um, so I think that this is going to be a really interesting matchup because of that, because this is going to be the true um, test for the for the uh, Celtics. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out. And also the Celtics' point differential in the playoffs, it's really interesting against the Nets – in in the whole series, the net the point differential against the Nets was plus eighteen. Uh, point differential against the Bucks was plus fifty five, and against the Heat was plus thirty seven. Um, so that just kind of gives you, it just kind of gives you a an idea on what it's like when they go up against teams that have really good scoring. Um, you know, the Nets were plus 18 because of Durant and Kyrie, and they were able to kind of focus their defense on those two players. But with the Warriors, you can't just focus your defense on one guy because, like I said, they're stacked. So it's just going to be a really, really fun series to watch. I'm really excited. I love defensive match. I love defensive uh, games. I just love defense. So uh, I actually think that this might be a low scoring series because of that defense. Um, but yeah, I'm just really, really interested to see how the Celtics number one defense matches up against the Warriors. Uh, we've seen it obviously in the regular season, but in the finals, that's a completely different animal. And I'm just really excited to see how the Celtics manage that. And then just one last thing I wanted to throw, Jay, you really pointed out the Celtics inconsistency and how they don't capitalize on moments. They cannot do that against the Warriors because the Warriors are just too good, too experienced, uh, and they know how to take advantage of situations. So the Celtics really need to tighten it up and they just need to be as consistent as possible. Yeah. So but to, to your point, man, I didn't even finish my point about number one, like the, the cutting and moving. So my point was saying the isolation teams that, that the, the Celtics have faced. And my point leading up to that was, yes, the Warriors with all their ball movement, with all, all their weapons they have, but it comes down to, and Jay, you always say it, we always say it in games and situations, who the best player in this series and we've heard all the rumblings. We've we've heard we've heard all the narrative. We've heard all the narratives. We've heard all the things being said about um, about legacies and this and that. And I know met one one dude who's heard it the most about he doesn't show up in finals, which isn't true, which isn't true. But you hear it. I hear it. We all hear it. And that that man is that the the dude I'm talking about is obvious. It's Stephen Curry. We saw what he did. He, he struggled at times, but his presence on the floor, number one, I'm just going to say he, he's going to be the finals MVP because the Warriors are going to win. He's going to be the best player on the floor. He is the best player on the floor. That's a two-time MVP, one-time unanimous. Put some respect on his name. Um, and, and, and I just think he's going to be – we're going to see a different motivated Stephen Curry. And from the whole Warriors team who, first of all, Clay, Dre, um, and Steph, who said they would never be back at this at this point in the finals without Kevin Durant. Well, newsflash, they're here and Stephen Curry's here and he's ready to go. I'm expecting just something different because he's a superstar that you cannot just guard in isolation. Yes, he might be able to get in isolation, but he doesn't need the ball to be 
to be dominant, to be effective. He his him being on the floor gets Jordan Poole going, gets Clay Thompson going, gets Andrew Wiggins shots that he's never gotten to his point in this career, gets Draymond Green easy runs to the rim. So I just think that alone, just Stephen Curry being elite, elite, elite masterclass, two-time MVP that he is hearing all this rumbling, getting all this motivation. I just wouldn't want to be the Celtics, to be honest, because I'm expecting just a dominant Stephen Curry, man. So I thought I'd get that off before uh, before we, we talk about this rebuttal, man. All right, guys. So Shaba, I want to I I, I, you know, I want to talk to you, Shaba. I, I, I wrote down some here that that you were talking about. So you and you were talking about, you know, the how the, the, the Celtics um, have has haven't really faced a team like the Warriors. And while I while while, while I agree, you know, I don't think that. Um, that that Brooklyn team was as good as a Warriors team. I don't think that that Milwaukee team without Chris Middleton was as good as that Warriors team. I don't think Miami is is is, is as good as that Warriors team. So I, I I agree with that that narrative. But I I look at it from the other perspective, from the other side of things. That I think that all of these hobble teams are better than every single team that the Warriors have played so far. So I look at it from the perspective of the Warriors haven't faced a team like the, uh, like the Celtics offensively, defensively in, in, in every way, like every team you take that, you take that Mavericks team. I, I, I know my gosh, I was a big Mavericks fan, but I don't think in any way are they better than the, 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 the than the Celtics. I know that since 2022, they're one of the top defense, but I would still take the Celtics defense over them. Don't even just get me started on offensive and, and role players. I'll take the Celtics every day. I'll take the Celtics every day over a Memphis, especially a hobbled Memphis with the, uh, only three games of, of John Morant. I'll take I'll take the Celtics every single day over the Nuggets, especially the Nuggets this year. So while while I agree with that that narrative, I'm more looking at it from the other side of things, and that's why it brings me my question to you, which is, while I agree, don't you think that? If it works that way, it also works the other way to where now the Warriors are now. Now they're really in for the test. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. But that's where I think the experience comes in, um, you know, which is something obviously, like I pointed out, the bot, uh, the Celtics don't have. They have zero finals experience when the Warriors were 123, I believe, games. Um, so they may not have seen a team like the Celtics. Um, here in this playoff run, but their core guys, their coach, they have seen teams like this throughout. And that's where, um, that's where veteran players come in. And that's where they make the difference because they can, they're the ones that can keep your, uh, your other teammates cool, uh, composed. They're going to tell you, you know, just stick to what you're doing. And, you know, so I think that the Warriors, um, this is going to be their biggest test, clearly. Um, but I think that um, at the end of the day, I think that the Warriors' experience is really going to come in. Um, and just their their way of play, you know, like we were talking about with Jay, with their ball movement and stuff. This is just – the Celtics haven't seen a team like the Warriors, and the Warriors haven't seen a team like the Celtics. So that's where this is going to be really fun because we've pointed out plenty of times that they're really similar – but they're completely different too. So, um, you know, their stats and stuff might say that they're, you know, very similar, but they're not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really just going to come down to, I think, veteran leadership for the Warriors, obviously guys like Curry, Draymond, um, but also guys like 
Andre Guadala, who isn't playing, Otto Porter, who is a veteran. He hasn't been deep through the playoffs, but, you know, these guys, oh. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Curry, Draymond, uh, Clay, I think those guys are going to be the ones who are going to be able to keep the other teammates composed. And, you know, they're not going to freak out. They're not going to collapse. You know, we haven't seen the Warriors collapse, but we have seen the Celtics collapse plenty of times this just in the playoffs. Um, so it's really going to come down to Ime Udoka, how he's going to, you know, get his message across to his players when they feel defeated. Um, because I I can see it already happening. Game one, the Warriors at one point are up by like 18 points, you know. Um, but the Celtics have the Celtics have been down by 18 points plenty of times. So, you know, they're really resilient. And what always brings them back is their defense and just shooting really, because they have really great shooting. Um, So, yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge for both in the sense that neither team has seen a team like the opposing team that they're about to play. Shaba question for you. And, and John, you can answer this too, as well. Who I know, I, mean, I think I think I heard you correctly, John. But Shaba, who who do you think? And John, you can go. Who who is the best player in this series? And then it leads me to my to my next question. That's in your tough. estimation, that's tough. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Curry. But really, this season it's been Tatum. These playoffs, it's been Tatum. Um, I think it's a it's a thing of a one A one B right now. In these playoffs, not legacy, not historically, because obviously Curry blows Tatum out the water. I'm just talking about right now, this season, these playoffs, I'm I'm still going to go with Curry, but I think that a, Tatum is right there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's perfect way to put it, Shaba. Curry blows, uh, uh, blows Tatum out the water, career wise, legacy wise. But this playoffs, this season, hundred percent, Jason Tatum. This playoffs this season, the the one that Stephen Curry was was a leading NBA NBA MVP candidate up until uh, about halfway through through the season when he got into and then, the slump. and then and then he got into that terrible slump that Jason Tatum never got into. I just said that, but the same. I I don't think it's head and over heels, Jason Tatum. To your point, but anyways, not not leads me to my next question. Glad I got your feedback on that. So my next question is, or my next statement is, yes. Number one, that adds to Curry's motivation, which I think is extremely scary. I'd be scared, like I said, of the Celtics. But I think just the simple fact, and Shaba, you said it best, you talked about Clay Thompson and how significant and how much of an impact he has in this series. And when Clay Thompson has played at the level that we saw in game five and in game six against Memphis in that closeout game, the Warriors are unbeatable um, because of the other weapons that they have. Because if you have, Jordan Poole and then not only to add to the fact that there's going to be times I think if Clay Thompson's on and he's scoring number one they haven't lost when he scored over 30 points over actually 25 points when he's on 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 his game on his shit as we see Clay Thompson who's been inconsistent because the dude simply hasn't played for two two years um but I think that adds to the fact that Number one, these, this week of rest is going to be huge for a guy who Clay Thompson, who, who has had two years off and has a whole week of rest. I think that's going to be significant and play a huge part in these first two games. And I'm expecting a big game one from him because of that very reason, because of all this rest. Um, 
But number two, I just think it, it takes a lot of pressure off Jordan Poole to play and operate when, when Steph and, and Clay, who I expect to have good, big game ones, because he's able to operate. But where I see is going to be, he's going to be definitely attacked. We saw in, in the Celtics and Heat series, we saw what they did to Max Struess. I think that's going to be similar to, to Jordan Poole, and they're going to attack him. And it's, I'm, I'm going to interested to see if he's going to be able to stay, like John, like you had said, if he's going to be able to be just a mediocre at best defender where he's not such a liability defensively where he can stay on the floor. But if he's not, in, enters the chat is GP2, Gary Payton the second which is huge, how timely that's going to be. If he's not able available for game one, they say definitely game two to get those extra two days of rest because in between game one, which is on Thursday, they don't play till Sunday. So it's an extra two days, two, three days, or however you want to look at two, three days to that game. But Gary Payton, and if the Celtics want to go small, the Warriors have the ability to go small as well. And I think that's huge because Gary Payton, we've seen him in that short, that rim runner, as, and he can rebound, and he can go up on Jalen Brown, who for as good as he is offensively, as good as he is scoring, we heard Ivan, if you haven't heard, check out that episode as, as we posted today on our story. But as good as he is, man, I just really think Jalen Brown, and you can see it you, to the tail of the tape, the dude struggles with dribbling. It's, it's a fact. The dude struggles with dribbling, and so does this whole Celtics team who struggled. And, John, you've talked about this too, I believe, about this team who struggled with the ball um, with 19 turnovers, 19 – excuse me, the Heat had 19 steals in that game three. So this series, as much as it – comes down to defensively I think it also comes down to the team who takes care of the ball the most and and enters the equation experience as much as the Warriors have been throwing it around I would love to see sit uh first row or for uh, uh, court side at this series because you're definitely going to touch the ball at some point because both of these teams throw the ball all over the place but um enters the experience that scar tissue I talked about earlier when I was when I was talking about this series that the Warriors just simply have more experience they've been in these close situations and if it comes down to a close tight game where both of these teams have turned over the ball and it's the last two minutes of the game I just think they have the best closer in the game and that's Stephen Curry so that's what that's what I just add that little that little piece hey I hear you I hear you Real quick, I want to touch on some things that you talked about. You talked about the turnovers. I think the Warriors are the last team that are probably talking about turnovers. In the round, they're averaging 14.7 turnovers per game, so that's going to be tough. Jordan Poole, yes, he will. If Klay Thompson can 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 play at that level, we know Klay Thompson at that will be the ultimately the ultimate lid opener for Jordan Poole because I just generally think that if he's expected to. If we're if the Warriors are like, all right, we're relying on Jordan, not not saying he's our one A option, but we're relying on Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole needs to do what he needs to do for us to win. I think then you guys have already lost because I just think that while yes, I like Jordan Poole a lot, great young talent, he's inconsistent, and yes, he's learning a lot. I know Jay, you made that point earlier about these young guys; they're learning a lot. Yes, I I, I get it. They're they're around uh, Hall of Famers and Clay and Dre and and uh, and Curry, but it doesn't, it doesn't just work like that. You know, you, you, you don't just learn and then you're ready to go. Finals are a whole different thing. And I think a lot of that's going to go out the window. Also the really, this isn't even, this is, this is more kind of on, on where you were talking about Shaba with that experience. And like, like I hear you guys, the experience, but it's really only clay 
Dre, and Looney. Iguodala's not playing. Iguodala's the coach, on the too. Bench. Steve Kerr's Steve Kerr's been to six to eight finals. This you're is right, we remember. Right, this is right, this is Udoko's right. first rodeo, man. And that let's is, let's let's be right. hey Jay, and let's be real. He got out coached in the last series against Eric Spolstra and the series and before that, that by Mike Bolt. Yes, absolutely he did. There's no reason in hell that series should have gone seven. Whether you look at the, it as the players no, or or seven, they shouldn't have gone seven, and you know that, Jay. Okay, Jay. There's no okay. So then you're gonna you're gonna tell me that Jason Kidd's a better coach than Steve Kerr because there's no reason in hell the Warriors shouldn't have swept the Mavericks. They were no. A okay, come team. on, that's different. Yes, that's come different. on. It's hard. It the, is the Mavericks. That's just, you're talking about the same Mavericks team who beat the best the the statistically the best team in the in the NBA in the Phoenix Suns. So this ain't no joke Mavericks team. This is the Bucks. The Bucks. This is the Bucks. Hey Jay, Jay. It's hard to beat this any team in the NBA four t- four times in a row, let alone yeah, in the, the Celtics. Conference did it. Finals, and the Celtics let alone did it. in the and Western the Celtics Conference did it. Finals, and the Celtics did it. And the Celtics did it. And the Celtics did it. Celtics yeah, did it right. again. Who? They, they swept the Nets with KD. A, a depleted Nets team. Okay. A depleted Jay, Nets team. Jay, the Bucks. That wasn't even a team. The Bucks. The Bucks are a better team than that Mavericks team. That Mavericks team wasn't even the team. The Warriors should have taken care of them five. Gentlemen sweep. Exactly. You should have took care of them in four, but you didn't. The inconsistent the Mavericks play of 20, the Warriors. The Mavericks hit 20. The, the Mavericks hit exactly, 20 threes. That's, that, a, that's a historic and the heat, game. And the, heat, and, the heat had, and the Heat had 19 steals. That's a historic playoff uh, franchise record in steals. Yeah, it's, a, it's two historic nights. So then what are you saying? All right. So and all they brought him to seven. And they brought him to seven and almost lost to a Jimmy Butler three. That's how fo- that's how close they were about going home back to Boston. Now they're in the now they're at, uh, in in San Francisco, waiting to play Game Seven, uh, Game One against the Warriors. So what's your point? They they went at seven. The longest series that the Warriors had was six, and the Boston Celtics had two they, seven game series all in a row. Teams they had played all hobble teams, and again, it is only it is only Clay Dre. And they have a twelve and, and four record. You're right. Yeah, they have a 12, yeah, against all hobbled teams. Don't you think you should be undefeated against a John Morant, uh, uh, three nah. games without John Morant, come on, John. Jokic no. only? Come on, come nah. on, man. Come on, man. Come nah. on. We just, we just, we just asking for some realness. We just asking for some realness. Nah. But look, though, but look, but look, guys, look, guys. So, what, like I was saying, the experience, while yes, I agree with you, uh, the Celtics, nobody's on the Celtics has, has touched that finals floor. Realistically, I think people need to stop looking at it like, wow, the experience is just going to blow them out the water. Because, yes, 123 to zero looks big when you look at it in numbers. But like how you always say, Jay, you could fit the narrative. You could fit the narrative to, to – you could fit the story to fit narrative. You could fit the number to fit narratives. It's only Curry, Clay, Dre, Looney, Steve Kerr, and uh, uh, Andre, Andre Iguodala. Not going to touch the floor. Not going to touch the floor. Not uh, really he might. He might. If he's healthy, That's, I expect I, to see if, him on the yeah, floor. I would hope. I would hope not for the Warriors. I wouldn't hope. I would love to see Andre Iguodala on the floor. <laughs> for <laughs> to, the Celtics, to, they would too. To be fair, to be fair, you're saying that the experience is only Curry, Clay, Draymond, Kerr. That's a big part of our team. Yeah, that's four. That's four <laughs> starters. You just but, named okay, four what, starters. What about that's a lot of experience? Added to the mix of one. What about one other player? What about that's four players? About, the floor closing okay, lineups. Okay, so okay, so you want to play with four? You want to try to play with four? Add in one. Add in one. I, Andrew Wiggins, a two-way player. They're, are, they're Andrew Wiggins defender. is is a, okay. You're relying on Andrew Wiggins. Absolutely, I think he's a key to the success for the Warriors. Celtics to win this four. If you're relying, if you if, if you're relying on Andrew Wiggins, Celtics. Four. If you're relying on Andrew Wiggins, come on, John. Come on, man. 
Come on, Jay. You're relying on Andrew Wiggins. You don't think we didn't say we, I didn't say we're relying just, on him. I said he's I just, a huge part of what I asked you. He's that's a huge part you. of what they do. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. He's a gr- extremely great. He's been playing okay. great all, all playoffs. I, there's I, nothing I, wrong I with relying on Andrew Wiggins. No, there's a lot. What's wrong, wrong, what's on wrong, Andrew what's wrong with relying on Andrew Wiggins? A guy he has, who's, he has, who's sto- who, who, gar- who slowed down Luka Doncic. He still shot 51%. I'm not taking that away. But that's a world-class top five player in the NBA. Oh, Andrew Wiggins, who shut down, who stopped Ja Morant for, when he was in that possession, led them to games. a win. They were two and one in those, those three games with a 30-point victory. What, I, what I'm saying, my brother, is the other guys – we can't expect these role players to shine. They've never been here. So that's why I'm talking this whole experience argument. The like Celtics like, have never been here. No player on the Celtics has been to the NBA finals. What's your point? So what I'm saying is st- let's stop with this experience argument because the, realistically there is four players on that team. Three are going to play. What? Yeah, but, but four, talking, four start four four starters. What are you talking about? Clay Thompson, talking, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. Those are four starters. And you want to throw in uh, Andre Iguodala? That's five who can be on the floor at the same time. Who we'll probably see in that lineup if Andre Iguodala is able to play start, some basketball. This he's not going to. Andre Iguodala is not. It doesn't matter. But it's still four. If you want to say four, then it's four starters. So what's he's, your point? That's four players with finals experience, multiple finals, if I may add. Listen, yes. some, and go go ahead, Shaba. Go ahead. I was just gonna say sometimes it just comes down to one possession, and that one possession experience can make the difference. So I'm just that's why I throw out experience out there, you know, because it 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 does matter. Um, you know, it doesn't always matter, but some in the big picture, it 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 helps you um kind of ground yourself and feel more comfortable and you know, you know what to expect, you know what's coming, you know, it doesn't hit you in the face and you're like shocked like what happened like no they 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 know what to expect so that that's why i think the experience is i'm not gonna say it's the one thing that's gonna decide the series but i i think it's a big at least a considerable you know difference and you know advantage for this for the warriors yeah, absolutely. And, and and the fact is, John, and you, you say this is going to go seven games. I can see it going seven games. I have the Warriors in seven. But if it's coming down to those one, two possession games, and Shaba, you said it too, you said it best that this is this is so such an even matchup. So it most realistically is going to come down to possessions. And that's when the experience kicks in. You have four players on the floor who have been there. That's such a huge factor. And not to mention the best player on the floor, in my opinion. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Absolutely. In your opinion, Jay, but man, <laughs> look, guys, two time MVP. Yeah, Jason Tatum, unanimous MVP. A, J- Jason Tatum could, could Jason be Tatum MVP. could not he be could the be most valuable yes, player. Yes, Stop it right yes, now. Stop it. Stop, Stop it right Jay. now. Be real with yourself. Well, he's never, won, he's never won an MVP. He's 24, my dog. Curry, he's I'm just stating the facts. He's 24. But I'm stating the facts that he's Stephen Curry has won two when, when the, MVPs when, 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 when and won unanimous. When Jason Celtics, Tatum hasn't won when the Celtics. Spot. When this he's 24, when the Celtics win the championship and you see Jason Tatum hosting that hosting that trophy, we'll play this back. But all right, guys. So look, so then let's let, let's get to our last segment of the show here. And that is I have five who's most likely to here, guys. And uh from from whatever team uh you guys just let me know. Uh so let's start with the big one. Who is most likely to get a 50 burger? Between who? 
The Celtics in, in, players in, and Warriors players? Yeah, between Celtics players and Warriors players, yeah. I'm going to go with Curry. You know, it's uh, his three-point shooting. Um, I think it's going to be hard for the Warrior or for the Celtics to keep up with Curry. So I think that um, Curry, although Tatum has really been scoring and efficiently, so um, it's another one of those kind of 1A, 1B, but if I had to choose, I'm going to go with Curry. Jay? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the unanimous two-time MVP. For <laughs> sure. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tatum, the player who's been playing better this season. Um only <laughs> only on only on the basis of only on the basis of I think that that Warriors team is 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 deeper. So Curry doesn't need to put a 50 ball for them to win. But I think that when Jason Tatum is aggressively looking to score and being that aggressive score, uh the Celtics are usually at their best. So I'm going to go um, 50 is a lot of points, likely. man. 50 is a lot of points. For 50, 50 ball in the finals. That's cold. That's insane. That's what Giannis. I know one person Giannis. who's done it. <laughs> didn't it. Wait, didn't Bron get 50 against the Warriors? Uh, Bron yeah. got 50 against the Warriors. Yeah, game one, he got 51 points. 50, that's nine what, rebounds, eight assists. Yeah, that's what I was talking Smith. about. J.R. Smith, Smith when he ruined it. <laughs> they should have won that game, but still 50 points in, in any, well, any game, obviously, but 50 points in the finals, that's. That's yeah, LeBron level. I don't know if Kobe, yeah, but uh, anyways, yeah, exactly. Giannis. Um, Giannis, yeah, you know, he to Giannis had 50, right? Last, yeah, yeah last closing game. Uh, but that's a good point, John. The kind of spreading of the points, I think that True. from that perspective, Tatum probably has a better chance, but mm-hmm. still, Curry with the shooting, I would say he has, I would still pick Curry. Okay, okay, so for the for our next one. Who is most and, – and for this one, give me for each team. Uh, I know you talked about it earlier, Shaba, but I don't know if you guys want to touch on a little bit more. But uh, who is most likely to be the biggest X factor for their respective team? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go again. The Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, his defense, and he's really been really aggressive scoring-wise. Um, so I'm going to go with him because he's the best matchup for Jason Tatum. Um, and for the Celtics, I'm going to have to go Marcus Smart. Uh, you know, he has a good history of guarding uh, Stephen Curry. He's really improved. He's not making as many um, kind of crazy shots that he shouldn't take. He's been a lot more disciplined. Now, you still see, like you said, John, you still see um, the old Marcus Smart every once in a while. But, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Marcus Smart for the Celtics. I feel it. I'm going to do it and break it down from defensively and offensively for both teams. So uh, defensively, I think it's Robert Williams. John, you mentioned their ability to play big and, and, and how the Warriors can't match up with that. I think of Robert Williams is a huge fact. He's going to be a huge factor of the Celtics. Obviously, if he's healthy and available to play his ability to change, change shots at the rim, you know, the Warriors, who did they struggle with most? Um, the only series that went six was the Memphis Grizzlies because they had Jaron Jackson changing shots at the rim. We saw um, we saw Jordan Poole at times look scared to attack the rim, and that was a lot to do with the shot blocking and rim presence of uh, Jaron Jackson. So similarly to that, I think Robert Williams is going to be a huge X factor defensively for, for the Celtics. And then offensively, I think it's Marcus Smart. It's going to be come down to – at the end of the day, Jason Tatum is going to be an island. It's going to be him and, him and Wiggins. Um, the Celtics score a lot from, from isolation. Jalen Brown's going to be doing his things, but the third guy, the third option could be Marcus smart. I think there's going to be a lot of times where warriors are going to take maybe 
you know, they always have those junk defenses. They, 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 that's a, another a thing that they're good at and their ability to switch up defenses, like just like that mid game. We saw them do that against Dallas. We saw them a little bit towards the end of the series against Memphis. Um, but I think Marcus Smart, his decision-making, his shot-making is going to be huge if they're going to be able to steal a lot of games because I just think he has at times, like I said, they, they lack a true – as good as he's gotten, I think he, his decision-making, we saw at the end of game, game seven, all those shots he mixed. Even if he knocks down one of those, that my, uh, Celtics win by five, maybe even ten. Who knows? But I think Marcus Smart, his shot making and playmaking is going to be an X factor for the Celtics. On the flip side, defensively for, for the uh, for the Warriors, it's going to be, like I said, Otto Porter. I think his ability to guard the, the bigger men and then offensively as well. But just in this case, defensively, his rebounding and presence is going to be huge for the Warriors. And then offensively, I think it's going to be Clay Thompson. Like I said, if if he's on, he's knocking down his shots. He's game six, Clay. But the rest of the games, too, the Warriors are going to be extremely hard to beat, almost unbeatable, to be honest. So I think those are the two X factors for the Warriors. Okay, for sure. So honestly, guys, I know we talked about this earlier. The big, biggest reason why I asked is because throughout the episode, I actually I, I switched mine. Jay, the point that the point that you brought up on Jordan Poole was actually a really good point, and um, for the fact that when Curry and Clay are uh, you know being targeted on defense, when they are going off and they they're they're, they're being they're being guarded by these Celtics defenders, I think a lot of that is going to fall on Jordan Poole and just. For him to knock down shots, I think that could be a huge swing. I'm not taking nothing away from Andrew Wiggins. Yes, when he plays well, the Warriors are holding on a whole nother level. But I would have to go uh, Jordan Poole because his when he contributes is, is huge. And um, for for the for the Celtic for the Celtic side of things, yeah, still still uh, still Marcus Smart. Uh, but huge honorable mention to, to to Big Rob, like how Jay was saying, because if he if he doesn't show up, I then like it's gonna, it's really, really gonna be. Then, then that's when I think it's gonna be practically impossible for Celtics to to beat the Warriors if Big Rob and Big Al is not there. Um, so, all right, guys. So then, uh, let's keep pushing here. Who is most likely to record a triple double? Jason Tatum. I would say Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Oh, that that's actually a good one too. Draymond I think Draymond. I think Draymond. Yeah, I was I was I was gonna say Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll go Draymond Green too. Although Jason Tatum has been like really close to a triple double in the last like five six games he's been really close to it on almost every game so but if, yeah Draymond Green I think is is the the best answer all right guys so then let me let me let me get to this um I yeah I, I'll yeah I'll, I'll do this I'll do this one right here I didn't know if I should do this one but uh who is most likely to get a technical Draymond, Draymond. <laughs> Draymond Green there's almost a 99% chance he gets a tech somewhere in the final and then playoffs and the finals. He, he will get a tech. <laughs> I'd be surprised. If, yeah. Man. All right. All right, guys. So then last question right here, guys, who is most likely to be and for your respective teams for the Celtics and Warriors, who's most likely to be the unexpected hero, not for the whole series, but for like one game or something like that. Unexpected hero. Ooh. Um, I'm going to have to go again with Andrew Wiggins. He has been um, really good. I mean, especially against the Mavs. He, you know, Andrew Wiggins always was this guy who, you know, you're watching a game, you look at the box score and you're like, oh, Andrew Wiggins, he has 18 points. When did that? He's such a quiet 
player most of the times that you don't even notice, you know, that he's out there. But in these playoffs, and especially last round, he was all over the place. He was rebounding, defending. He was scoring. He was driving the ball, shooting the ball. He, I mean, he was great. So uh, for the Warriors, I'm going to go with Andrew Wiggins. For the Celtics, um, I kind of want to say Derek White. I feel like he has not been shooting well. Um, he's just been in a horrible shooting slump, but I feel like he's going to either have a big defensive stop or some sort of big shot. So, and also, you know, since Marcus smart is kind of, I think he's going to help Steph Curry or he's going to help Marcus smart guard Steph Curry. Um, so I think that he's, he's going to be a big, uh, a big factor for the Celtics, but yeah, if it can't, I think that Derek white at one point is going to have a big play. That's going to decide one of these games because he has just been off in these really since he got to Boston. So I think he's going to redeem himself somehow with one game or something. Yeah. I like that. I like those, those choices. I can see Derek white having one of those games as well, but I I think for the Celtics is going to be Grant Williams. I just had, we we saw what he did in what series was that against Milwaukee when he had that seven, seven miraculous game, but I could see him, him having one of those unexpected games where he's knocking down shots because those guys are going to get shots similar to Dallas um, role players who got shots. Warriors are going to have to give give up something if they're taking away those primary scores. So other guys are going to get shots. Derek White, I expect them, the Warriors, to give him a lot of shots, force him to knock down some, some threes. Marcus Smart, but Grant Williams, his ability to defend one through five and then rebound, play physical. I think he's going to have one of those huge games. Um, and then on the Warriors, I think it's Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. Uh, I just think that he's going to ha- there's going to be one of these games if he's healthy and able to play that, that he comes up big for the Warriors, whether it's being rebounding, knocking down those timely shots that they've needed throughout these playoffs. But um, those two players, Otto Porter and Grant Williams for, uh, for the Warriors and Celtics. Okay. Okay. For, for, for the Celtics, I'm actually going with Daniel Tice. I think Daniel Tice is going to get a little bit more run in this series than he has been honestly throughout the playoffs. Cause they can low key run like a, like a mid ball, you know, you're not too big. You're not too small out there with Daniel Tice. And I think that he'll still be able to, you know, be able to be, be a killer on the glass and do his thing. But uh, I think the unexpected year for the Warriors is actually going to be my guy, Jonathan Kaminga, man. I think that he's going to be perfect in this in, in this series, like one of those just athletes, just like a just he could play any sport. He just put a, he could be a DB on football, a great wide receiver and, and f- uh, football. And he could also be a great shoot one. I mean, two through four to re- realistically. And I just think that for a long athletic team like the Celtics, they're, they're, they're going to want to put a guy like like him out there. And I think he's going to make the most of his opportunity, man. I, I like him a lot. Oh, all right. That's all a right. good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. All right. For sure. For sure. All right. So then, so then, guys, I think this is a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. This was a great episode, man. Great debate episode. Uh, you know, finals, finals prediction, finals preview. Uh, just uh, tie it, tie it in a little bow. Uh, we all have seven. Uh, Shaba and Jay Hill have Warriors in seven. I have uh, Celtics, Celtics in seven. I think at the end of the day, man, uh, to kind of like loop it around the same way you started it, Jay, this is going to be a great needy greedy series, uh, real a great defensive minded team against a great offensive minded team. And it's really going to be a chess match with Steve Kerr, Yutoko, and, and all coming from the pop, uh, Greg Popovich uh, family tree line. So guys, I'm excited. Jay, 
you're the goat. Shaba, you're the goat. Um, any last words, guys? Man, <laughs> two two sleeps. Two sleeps. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, I I I don't even remember when I predicted this finals, Jay. I I thought it was gonna be the Celtics and Warriors all along. So this is this is what I think. And and number one, the the fact that this started was actually the finals that started the first two finals uh, finalists in the NBA history were the Boston Celtics and the, and the Warriors. I believe at the time they're, they're in Philadelphia though, but I'm sure the NBA, you know, the two, two, three young, the three homegrown stars on both teams. So man, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be really fun. Um, I, uh, Jay, you're talking about uh, predicting this. I really, 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 really thought, that it wasn't going to be the Warriors. I thought it was, call me a homer, but I really thought it was going to be Mavs Celtics because they both, hear me out, because they both had the exa- kind of identical um, turnarounds in the year 2022. They were like, mm-hmm. I think Celtics had like one more win than the Mavs. The Mavs um, became like the number two defense in the whole league behind the, the Celtics. They made it far, um, but the Mavs just made it to the conference finals. So, yeah, I thought it was going to be Mavs-Celtics because they both had such a similar story, and I thought it would have been cool. But still, the Warriors are incredible for a reason, uh, and this is going to be a really fun series, and I can't wait. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. So for all the family out there, man, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to uh, check us out, man. Don't forget to check my guy Shaba and the Big Shot Pod out. I'm going to link all of all of, of Shaba's social media platforms, um, podcasts, everything in the description down below. So you'll know exactly where to go to find my guy. But uh, for us over here, man, like how Jay said, two sleeps. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got to say, man. Right. Two sleeps. But that's it, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.